today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. North Korea threatens retaliation against the United States after tough sanctions were imposed by a United Nations Security Council uh, motion that passed uh, unanimously, as a matter of fact, the other day. Uh, North Korea says that they will bolster its arsenal instead of cutting back. What is the imminent threat, and uh, how seriously is it being taken? Well, let's uh, talk to Stephanie Carvin about that, Assistant Professor of International Affairs at Carleton University. Stephanie, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Hey, great to be on. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what's been going on here. This is uh, front-page news. It's front of mind for an awful lot of, of, of people right now because of what's happening. I think as you and I discussed a couple of weeks ago, uh, the North Korean problem was was. I, I think probably given short shrift in past because nobody thought, well, look, they can do all they want with their nuclear program. But, you know, they, they were even writing editorial cartoons about this and saying, well, they'll have to put it in a boat to get it across to the uh, North American continent. Now they're taking them seriously and, and uh, things are ramping up. Uh, uh, should we be more concerned than ever because of what North Korea is saying? Um, well, there's a lot to unpack with what's happened in the last couple of weeks. I agree. So, yes, you're right. Um, they have uh, what is concerning, I think, to most people is the level of development that they have shown with regards to their uh, ability to have uh, stable missiles that can um, that are now intercontinental. They never had those before. So we've seen in the last couple of months, Korea basically come out with um, intercontinental ballistic missiles that are capable of uh, having a nuclear warhead on them. And, and that's a concern because they can now hit the United States and not just Hawaii, but actually the continental uh, United States and fly over much of Canada as well. So, you know, that's not good news for us either. Um, and in result of the, uh, as a result of these new tests, there was a UN Security Council resolution that was passed 15 nothing, and that's actually very rare these days that normally China abstains or Russia abstains at the very least. But we have a 15 nothing resolution, which basically condemns uh, the, um, what North Korea has done. And actually, uh, we're now seeing sanctions put on the regime as well. And those sanctions are geared at stopping North Korea from getting uh, what we call hard currency. Uh, so basically, U.S. dollars, euros. Um, those kinds of currencies for which it can then use to actually procure technology to even further its nuclear missile program uh, further. So that's basically everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks. And now, of course, yes, we have North Korea has come out and basically said we're going to retaliate a thousandfold. Uh, you know, we're all quaking in our boots here um, for, for these new sanctions that have been put in place. Um for me personally, I'm not losing sleep over North Korea. I still don't believe it is our, or even the United States' preeminent security threat. I think there's a lot more uh, problems in the region. Um, basically, I don't really think there's that much to worry about right away. Let's let's talk about the dynamic and the players here, and and maybe the sanctions. Maybe we should start with because you touched on that and and the UN resolution uh, that is significant. Uh, the measures uh, the, I'm told anyway uh, could uh, lop off about a one billion dollars annually off North Korea's uh, export revenue of three billion. Uh, you know, when you cut anything like that by one third, it's going to have an impact on your economy. Right, and so an early report suggests that you know one of the things targeted by these sanctions, which is seafood. Uh, North Korea can't, I don't know who would want to really eat North Korean seafood, but, you know, there you have it, um, that basically North Korean seafood is, is not going to be able to be exported to get that, again, that hard currency that it can use to actually buy the components that it needs. And in this particular case, 
Uh, we apparently, um, the price of seafood in North Korea has dropped by uh, two-thirds. Basically, it's selling at one-third of what it used to because they know they can't sell it and they have all this seafood lying around. So, uh, yeah, so it, it, it is going to hurt North Korea. But, you know, we have to think of it as a state with one goal in mind, and that is regime survival, right? So, it, you know, it's going to bear the brunt of these sanctions. It, it, you know, North Korea has proven time and time again that, A, it, it's hap- you know, it, it will more than happily bear the financial costs of sanctions. Um, in order to continue to have its nuclear program. And further, it has also shown that it's extremely crafty at getting around sanctions. So uh, those two things, I think, are very important here. Well, the regime may happily bear the consequences of this. I'm not so sure the people will happily bear that, but they have no choice, do they? No, not really. And, um, you know, the, the people haven't risen up before. There's no reason to believe they will anytime soon. Um, you know, there, you know, it, it, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a lot of stock in that in terms of, um, uh, I mean, look, anything can happen, right? Any, absolutely anything can happen. It's hard to always know what those tipping points are, but, you know, um, again, uh, the people seem to be behind the idea that, you know, whether they're brainwashed or not, or, um, that, you know, regime survival is the preeminent national interest of North Korea. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.